Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio, our third segment with Dave Stone of Southeast Christian. And uh, before we get started here, if you have just joined us, our whole past half hour, we've been talking about parenting and being a good parent and a dad specifically as we're, we're reaching out to the dads. If you're just joining us, this is Solid Steps Radio, and uh, you can listen to our entire podcast of this show and any of our past shows on our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash solid steps radio there you go and uh, we also want to thank carol rogers one of uh, carpet one carpet one carol rogers carpet one ken martin and his crew who um, helped do flooring so if you need any flooring needs this year carpet tile anything else look up uh, carol rogers one ken and his crew will take care of you so so Dave, we, we've been talking a little bit about, I've, I've always said that parenting is one of the most difficult things that we can do as dads. I mean, it's just, I mean, we can handle a lot of things, but it's so di- uh, difficult to balance when to be firm and when to be gracious and, you know, but we've been, uh, but we've been talking about um, when we blow it as a dad and making it right with our kids. And uh, I like the way you said that. Making it right with our kids, because that is the key, is we are modeling for them how when they make a mistake or when they sin and miss the mark, how are they going to go to their Heavenly Father? And uh, I think that we need to model that by being specific. Uh, we have this tendency to be defensive and say, well, you know, here's why I said that. You know, I was trying to lighten up the mood in the Bible study with those guys and just kind of break the ice with them. I'm sorry it was at your expense, but that's really why I was doing it. Well, that's the wrong answer. Yeah. And, uh, and and so we have to be specific and we have to take ownership of it. You know, it's like when, when one of your kids smacks the other kid, you know, and, and, and you say, tell Billy you're sorry. Okay. Sorry. Well, that doesn't mean anything. It means, <laughs> they, you just, know, they just verbalize some words. Exactly. They just got caught, you know. But be specific. I am sorry that I smacked you in the face with a bat, you know, or whatever it might have been. Okay. <laughs> I know what these homes are like. <laughs> so, so you have to be specific and, and you are setting the stage for them. You know, that night that I told about when I, I had a casual joke about Sam and the little girl that he liked at, at school. And I saw him slowly just kind of, after everybody laughed, he slowly kind of left the room and he headed upstairs. Bible study was supposed to start about five minutes later. We started Bible study in our basement. I started teaching. And in the middle of my lesson to all these young couples, I said, you know what? Uh, I got to take care of something. Will you all just give me a break and you'll understand this someday. And I went upstairs and that's when I found him with his head buried in the pillow. And I apologized to him. And uh, prayed with him, asked for his forgiveness. And then I came back downstairs. Well, now I have to explain why my eyes are red <laughs> to all these young couples. And so I explained to them. And I, I think that may have been the greatest takeaway that they had in an entire semester of teaching. Mm. It was not anything that I taught them from the, from the Bible, but the fact that, that they saw something take place in the life of a home when things weren't going well. And hopefully... Uh, through what we model for our kids by fessing up when we've blown it, they will have the same experience when when they talk to God when they they make a mistake. And and also one day when they need to do that with their own kids. I mean, we're we're exactly. we're, we're yeah. just modeling this. Uh, we're we're to be a model to follow, and we're not gonna do it all right. But the be- that's the that's the beauty of the gospel. The beauty of of a relationship with Jesus is. He's, he's open arms. He forgives us. Wow. That's, that's good stuff. Um, 
Dave, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, in parenting, uh, this first time obedience uh, principle. Yeah, I think a lot of times uh, parents feel like if they expect first time obedience, they're, they're being too hard on the kid or that it's unrealistic. And of course, it has to be age appropriate, but you're trying to, to teach that to them. And if, if you don't teach them that your word means something, then it's not going to mean anything when they read that their Heavenly Father, that God says something to them. And it's the same way that they'll view that. And well, you know, I can obey on the second or third or fifth time whenever I want to. Um, you know, I, I used to, uh, very early on, we'd do that counting to three. You know, okay, hey, you know. Put that firecracker down. Okay, one. Maybe this is a bad example. Uh, you know, one. Okay, I'm going to count to three. Two. Okay. I was actually in a home. I was in a home. This is going to blow your all's mind. In Texas. And while I was there, uh, a little three-year-old girl comes out while I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the parents. And she starts taking all of her clothes off. She gets up on top of the kitchen table and starts jumping up and down on the kitchen table. And her mom says, listen, you get off of there. I'm, I'm going to count to 10. 10? 10, wow. You got to rob a bank by the time she counts to 10. I'm going to count to 10. This is exactly how it played out. She counts all the way up. Eight, nine, nine and a half. <laughs> and at nine and a half, the girl got off of the table, hmm. which tells me they had been to this rodeo before. This, <laughs> this had been done before. Exactly. So now you have a, a child who is in the parental role instead of mom or dad. Yeah. So dads, we don't need to be hateful. We don't need to... Uh, don't uh, even need to ra ugly. raise our voices. Uh, you exactly. Know, just, just you know, Look at a Tony Dungy when he coached. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, a John Wooden, two of the best coaches of all time. And, and they did it because of the quality of character behind them. So when they spoke, it was like the old E.F. Hutton, you know, people listen. That's the way we want it with our kids. When, when dad asks you to do something, we expect you to do it. And if you don't, well, there'll be a consequence for it. And why do we do that? It's not because we're mean, hateful people, because when God asks you to do something and God in his word tells you to do something or God lays something and presses it on your heart, you better follow through and be obedient. Yeah. And you, you need to do it the first time. Oh, that's uh, that's that's rich. And, uh, and and again, we're, we're modeling so that one day when they have children of their own. Exactly. Um, unpack that just a little bit more thoughts about, you know, because you, you now are having grandkids. When I meet with a couple who is about to be married, I'll always say to them, uh, one of the tensions that you all will have is in how you parent. And that might not be on your mind right now, but it will be when you start having children. Absolutely. And you will tend to parent in the way that you were parented. And so we all rubber band back to how we saw it modeled. We just, you know, subliminally, we do that. Now, if you had a really bad experience with a, uh, a father that was incredibly legalistic and, and always on you and very domineering, then you might say, I'm not going to do that to my kids and go the opposite direction. Yeah. Or you might actually follow through and do the exact same thing unknowingly. And, and that's why the picture for a dad, dads, as you listen to this, the picture of how you are to love your kids is the picture you see of Jesus Christ. It's the picture you see of God the Father in Luke chapter 15. It's one who allows them the opportunity to, to fail, but he picks them back up when they're repentant and says, let's move on and let's get back into this right relationship. 
And that's a, a God who is a God of, of grace, but he's also a God of truth. He's also a God of justice. And so we give second chances, but we do that with the goal that they are going to learn from it and not live in the past. So, so Dave, uh, um, as you and Beth have, you know, your, your th- three adult kids, how did you... How did you utilize Beth and her wisdom when, when you, in this first time obedience? And, and we got a couple of minutes here, but kind of um, in this segment, talk, talk a, a, about that just a little bit. How Beth would speak into you and you would speak into Beth in this discipline your kids yeah, and, and, and first time obedience. I think obedience. parenting is more natu- was, was more natural in my particular case for my wife. And so there would be times where I, I had to listen to her because I would be getting so upset. Usually there's there's one of your children that knows how to push those buttons that you have. Okay, I'll just say- We all got them. I'll just say that, all right? And you might have one that's compliant. You might have one that you you know they've done something wrong because they came and told you, you know? And um, and then there's one that that's not the case. And, and we would go at it in discussions and Beth would have to- step over and whisper to me under her breath, protect the relationship, protect the relationship. Mm. And what she meant by that was, you don't need to win the argument. It's not a debate to be won, okay? Um, It's a life that needs to be taught. And when I get to a certain decibel level or when I get upset, and I'm going to prove that I'm right, and I'm going to lord it over because of my position, then I have failed to be the father that God called me to be. And so she was a good balance for me. And when I didn't want to go back upstairs and, and, and talk to that child, she would say, you need to go back up, and you, need to, you can't let that individual fall asleep tonight without putting a bow on the end of it. Yeah. Hmm. You know, James says that we're to be uh, quick to listen, slow to speak, and then slow to become angry. And then and then there's a little phrase right after that. It's because the anger or the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And I never understood that until I had kids. <laughs> but getting angry, I, I might be able to shut them off but um, and, and, and stop their evil behavior, their, their bad behavior or whatever. But if I'm doing it in anger, it really won't produce what I'm after. That's what we, we want to touch their heart. Yeah. And it's not a, a cerebral debate where we use our skills from our age to out debate. And by the way, we usually lose in those debates after about 16 anyway. So, <laughs> uh, but we're, we're trying to change their heart and, 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 and plant Christ in their heart. Mm. I'll tell you what, we're going to take a final break, come back in our final segment with Dave, talking about parenting, being a dad, and all the adventure that entails. So we're going to take a break and be back shortly. Thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to to our, it usually helps when you talk in the mic, I have found. It would be helpful. uh, Yes. (laughs) Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio, our final segment of our great hour with Dave Stone. And we're talking about parenting and being a dad. So if you want to hear the entire show, listen to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Solid Steps Radio. You can hear the entire show. We post that podcast on Monday. And so, Dave, we've been talking uh, at the last segment about you and Beth and how you kind of would partner together and how critical is that in your parenting? Well, it's key for the kids to feel secure 
Um, you know, I think we underestimate the the fact that there are a lot of kids that when they hear their parents argue or discuss loudly, uh, that they they start to wonder if there is a loving relationship there. And they hear of kids at school whose parents are going through a divorce and their minds might race to that. And and so it, it throws off the equilibrium of, of, of this little one. Um, one of the ways I think that you can help that is to, to place one another in your schedule. And by that, I mean that that you have a date night. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying that this needs to be weekly, uh, but, uh, you know, when our kids were little, we didn't have we didn't have hardly any money. And so you might trade off and say to a friend, hey, we'll watch your two kids and you all go out on a date night every two or three weeks. And if you'll watch ours when we go out on a date night or save some money up for uh, a babysitter, uh, do something that, that communicates that we want to spend time together. And when a kid sees that, that, that little six-year-old or eight-year-old or three-year-old sees that, man, they want to spend time together. It teaches them that the world doesn't revolve around the kids, you know. Uh, There's a priority relationship exactly. in the family, and 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 the the marriage relationship is is a higher relationship than the parenting relationship. That's by God's design. We see that all throughout the Bible. So when we would say we have a, a date night coming up, we would get the kids <laughs> excited about this. And I can remember when we had uh, the two girls, and and I'd get ready in in their bathroom and and uh we only had one bathroom uh for the first eight or nine years and 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 then we had two bathrooms i'd get ready in one and beth would get ready in the other and the girls would go back and forth you know what are you going to do i got a big night planned oh tell me tell me i can't tell you (laughs) or where are you i'm taking her to a really nice restaurant oh they'd run over to the other bathroom he's taking you to a really nice restaurant (laughs) okay oh what are we going to be doing oh i've got something so special planned with mom this is going to be incredible i have made reservations somewhere and then we're going to see this i I, I can't tell you where we're going but we're going to see something (gasps) oh going to see something run back to the other room well Invariably, the same thing would happen after a few minutes. And that would be one of the kids would look up at me with their little four-year-old puppy dog eyes, and they would look to me and say, can we go with you? (laughs) And I would look at them, and I would try to get the most serious face that I could, and I would say, no, you can't. You're not invited because I have a date with the most beautiful woman in all the world. Now, that might sound really cold-hearted to say to a four-year-old, but can I tell you something? Uh, three hours later, when her head hits the pillow and a babysitter has tucked, tucked her in, uh, that little girl is going to fall asleep with a really good thought in her mind. My dad loves my mom, mm. and my, my mom loves my dad. And that helps them with their security and knowing that there's love there. Uh, I, I was asked by a magazine uh, a few months ago, what's the greatest bit of advice that you have ever received in, in 35 years of ministry? And I, I turned in one line to them. I said, this came from Chuck Lee. Chuck was on staff at Southeast, taught for years at Louisville Bible College. Just a godly man. This is what I said. Uh, Chuck Lee taught me the best way to be a great dad is to be a great husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, dads, I would just say to you, uh, listen, listen to your wife, let her lean in on your parenting, and you be the spiritual leader. 
you, you take the, the lead and say, I want to come alongside of you, honey, and I, I want to try to lead you as best I can. I've got a lot of learning to do. I've got a lot of growing to do. But together, uh, we can be a powerful force that has a, a great impact on the lives of our kids, and it can have a legacy that will go on for years and years and years. And uh, if you're listening today, today is the day to start this. Um, you know, the, the best time to plant an oak tree uh, was 20 years ago. Uh, the second best time is today. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I, I when, when Kristen passed two years ago, she, um, we, we, we had those date nights and we would have uh, those times alone. And uh, Ellie, Ellie told me not too long ago, she said, Daddy, I, when I was growing up, I hated when you and when Mom would go out alone. Um, but when you'd come back, it was, it was so special. And then she said, Dad, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you did that with Mommy. Yeah. And um, when they see Mom and Dad really love each other, and, and, and uh, you know, at times we have struggles, you know, we, we have to work through forgiveness and sure. uh, what we talked about earlier, confess our, you know, issues. Um, but uh, we got to do that with our wives. And when our kids see that, it brings so much security. Um, Dave, you, you talked a little bit about, um, you know, r- relating with, you know, how much we need, you know, Jesus in the middle of all this. Uh, Describe how you and Beth have uh, spiritually grown together and how that has influenced your parenting. And uh, unpack that a little bit, please. Anytime you read a book on on parenting, they always talk about uh, presenting a united front. And it's typically talking about if there's some discipline or some consequence that, that you need to be together on it. And uh, because the child will always come to the one uh, that, that softens and, and has the, the lighter punishment or lighter discipline. And, and so you have to be united in agreement. But it goes deeper than just a united front in agreeing with a decision that's made on what time they have to come back from the movie. Uh, it, it is talked about in Ecclesiastes chapter four, you know, it says two are better than one, you know, one can keep you warm, another one can keep you warm. If you fall down, another one can pick you up. But then it, out of the blue, it just jumps to three. And it says a cord of three strands is not easily broken. And uh, we like to use that analogy to talk about that, that God is that un, unseen strand that can be a part of a marriage relationship that can help your parenting go to a whole nother level. And so dads, I'm, I'm telling you, your wife wants to be spiritually led by you. She wants to look to you and to see you as a man of God. She wants to have confidence that you are a man of character and that you're making wise decisions and God-honoring decisions, that you have relationships with people that are going to bring you up rather than pull you down that are going to place a high premium on the marriage relationship and on purity and on integrity. And so ways that you can do that would be to be involved in church. When your kids see you involved in church, you have no idea what what that communicates to them. Uh, There are statistics that are uh, off the charts when it comes to the likelihood of a child going to church if they see their dad Mm -hmm. doing it. And it's easier for me to talk about this here on Solid Steps Radio because of the fact that there's, there's, there's so many men who are listening. 
And I, I always hesitate to share that statistic in front of women because it, it makes them feel like sometimes, well, it's not as important that, that I go to church. But if a man goes to church, the dad goes to church, over 85% of the time, the, the kids will follow because they see that example in, mm. in their father. Um, both, engage- both you all are, are a great example of, of, of praying. And uh, when I think of Chad, when I think of you, uh, Kurt, when I, when I think of you, uh, both of you guys, I, I know that you have a passion to pray. And I know that that's something that permeates your home. And uh, for every dad that's listening, I would just say this is an area that you might want to grow in. Because every night, if you can just get in the habit of saying uh, before you fall asleep, uh, hey, can I pray for you? Mm. And uh, you might be tired. you, You might be exhausted. You might be at odds with each other in some way. But just to say, Lord, I don't really know how to, to pray, but uh, thank you for today. Help me to be the husband that you want me to be. Thank you for my wife. Will you help us to sleep so that tomorrow we can do your work? Mm-hmm. Just something as simple as that. I'm telling you what that communicates to your wife is you have now invited God into your marriage mm-hmm. and into your home. And that is so powerful when a man does that. Mm. That's that's awesome stuff. Dave, um, we, we I can't believe our hour's up, and it's been an absolute blast to have you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for your wisdom. Thanks for your heart uh, for the family. And I'd uh, love to have you pray for the guys uh, right now who are listening. Would you, would you pray for the guys? I would. And before I do that, thank you guys for uh, what you're doing on this program and on the podcast and uh, the way that God is using you all. Because, you know, I, I talked to a guy last week who just said to me, uh, he said, I, I'm really not that good at close relationships. And he said, I'm just going to be honest. I said, and I don't have really any best friends that are guys. Mm. And I said, well, you just shared what many guys say. And that's part of why we need to make certain that we're close to the Lord and that we are close to some other men and connected with them. Let, let, let me pray for these guys. Mm. Father in yes. heaven, we, we just thank you and we praise you for the fact that that you are involved in our lives personally and that you care for us. And Lord, when we feel that we fall short and that that we can't be used by you, will you remind us that, that you can strike a, a mighty blow with a crooked stick? You are the God who took a pebble and killed a giant. You are the God who took a rod and, and parted a sea. You are the God who took a cross and, and bought our freedom through the blood of Jesus Christ. So Lord, may we take ownership of the mistakes that we've made and the ways we've fallen short as a dad or as a husband? Will you help us to make it right with our, our wife, with our kids? And Lord, will you help us to hmm. forget what's behind and strain on toward what's ahead uh, in our relationship with Jesus Christ? Help us to pray this simple prayer. Lord, help me to be the, the man of God, the husband, uh, the father that you want me to be. It's in the powerful name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio, facebook.com forward slash Solid Steps Radio to listen to this podcast. Thank you for listening. See you next week.